everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Riva podcast. Today is a very special one. We have Juan Carlos Pereira, Executive Director of Spain-US Chamber of Commerce here in Miami. I cannot be more excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure spending this time talking with Riva, one of our examples of success in the United States. And it's a pleasure being with you. I wonder that many companies in Spain might see the U.S. as a black hole that is huge and it's very consumer-oriented capitalism. But how? what's the biggest strength that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has to be so helpful? First thing, it's the market itself. It's huge and it's very interesting and dynamic. And from the Spain-U.S. Chamber of Commerce, what we try to accomplish is helping our members to navigate those uh, uh, those seas and, and those rivers inside the market to reach their goals. And, well, we try to be a resource, an additional resource. For me, I remember when I started, um, you guys presented yourself as, as you said, as a resource or as a tool. I find that you're a partner, which truly makes you guys special because you have been with us hand by hand in the whole process. And I am really surprised the amount of resources and time that you have is limited, but the amount of dedication that you put into the members, it's absolutely outstanding. Um, how do you do it? How do you do with such a limited resources, limited amount of people, people that are really young, because your team is definitely very young. How, do you, how are you able to give such a really good service and help us so much? With passion. Uh, that, I, think, I think that's the key. You know? Everyone at the Spain-US Chamber of Commerce are passionate about their work and and our work is to help other business other entrepreneurs to reach their goals and that it's it's very rewarding every time that a, a company comes here and they look for our help and support to to grow in the US market for us is an opportunity to generate economic development and to help a small company to grow and become large companies like yourself, for example. I remember, as you mentioned, in 2018, we started together my first month here. I believe that you were the first uh, assignment that, that we had no, uh, here. And, and, and you asked us to, uh, for a business meeting agenda with several organizations. So we try to put our heart there. All the team in the Spain-US Chamber is is guided by the passion. When I see you, Juan Carlos, talking like that, it reminds me when I'm talking about wood. Exactly. <laughs> You're like crazy about it and, and your head starts to dream. And I think that that's what differentiates you guys from many other organizations that are trying to do the same. I see there is so much passion to the point that we just hired at Riva someone that was working for Spanish Chamber of Commerce. Like, I think that you guys elevate the people that work here, nurture the talent and bring them up and I think that that's, that's the biggest differentiator that you guys have. Um, I would like to know something. I don't know if you can tell this, but what's the craziest story you, ha you have ever had in the Spanish Chamber of Commerce? For example, like a member that was trying to get advantage of you but was not from Spain, for example. Have you ever like put yourself in a position like that? Well, in the Spanish Chamber of Commerce, we take care of our members and they don't need to be from Spain. That's something unique that I would like to, to share with, with everyone. So um, any company 
could become a member of the Spain-US Chamber of Commerce. They, they didn't have to be Spanish companies or US companies. So we are a binational Chamber of Commerce. That's why in our name we have the, the Spain-United States Chamber of Commerce. Most of our companies are from Spain or are US companies that are subsidiaries of Spanish companies. But then we have a large number of companies that are 100% US companies, that they don't have nothing to do with Spain. They are not subsidiaries from Spain, but they believe that we can provide them a lot of added value. Something also that I want to add to what you just said is that the Spanish Chamber of Commerce is not part of the government of Spain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we are an official Chamber of Commerce, so we have a, a very strong relation and ties with, with the government and the organizations, uh, the public organizations with the consulate, and we work together hand by hand, but we are a different organization. We are a private organization. That's something interesting that not many people know. We are a private, non-profit organization. Uh, as I start the, the podcast with... They feel that the U.S. is very hard to penetrate. It's hard to come over here. For sure, it's really hard to get a visa. It's really hard to travel here. You were uh, ESTA. And it feels like they see it sometimes as something that is scary for them. Also, the barrier in culture. Um, and I think that the culture in Florida is pretty close to Spain, or at least it's the closer you can find. Is that why you chose Miami to have the Spanish Chamber of Commerce Headquarters? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the chamber was founded in 1980. So this is going to be the 43rd year uh, of, of the chamber. And at that time, uh, well, Miami was very different from today. But there was a group of uh, Spanish companies, Spanish entrepreneurs, and also U.S. companies that were doing a lot of business with Spanish companies. And they thought that it was a good idea to found this organization, to create this organization, to help those Spanish businessmen and, and companies entering the United States. And Florida was a good place to start because of the culture, as you mentioned before. A lot of people from Latin America live here in, in South Florida. A lot of businesses are run by Latin American people or with origins in Latin America and their culture is very similar to the Spanish. And today, there's a fact. Every 10 companies that enter the US market from Spain, from 10 companies, six of them enter through Florida. It's, it was really a good decision to set up work here. Um, what would you? What would be your advice to someone that wanna come to the U.S.? Say an entrepreneur in Spain that is starting, is doing well, and is very hungry and says, "I wanna go to the U.S. and make a living, and I wanna make a successful business there." In general terms, if we need to focus on two or three things, first thing is, as I said before, I believe that the U.S. market is the best market in the world. A lot of opportunities here. But that brings also the other side of the coin, which is this is the most competitive market in the world. So in order to come here, you need to have a unique product. Uh, it's going to be 
much more difficult if you come to the United States with a commodity, with a product that has no difference from your competitors. That would be very difficult. Something important to take into account. Like yourself with Riva, you are always and constantly bringing innovation to the table, bringing a new side of, of presenting the products, bringing new products, new materials. That's something that it's really appreciated here. That's why you succeeded, among other things. But So that's first thing that I, I would advise. Second, it's first years are going to be tough. Don't expect to come to the United States, have a couple of meetings and close the first deal in the first six months and start getting money to the bank account. That's, that's not going to happen. Maybe sometimes that happens, but those are really rare exact exemptions. You need to take into account that it's going to be a long journey and you need to be focused that you will need probably two years to start seeing some results. So bring a budget, a nice budget to the United States and take care of that money because you can spend all the money you like in the United States in the first month and that would be crazy. So take care of that, be conscious on where you put the money but bring enough money to, to start operations here if you're gonna come yourself money to live here for two years and to spend traveling you need to travel a lot to spend money in lawyers. You need good lawyers in the United States. That's something in Spain people don't realize that. But you need good lawyers here and they are expensive. So try to put together a reasonable amount of money to stay here alive for two years working really hard. That's key because if you don't, maybe you need to return to Spain before that time, and all the time and money you spend is gonna be spent. It's not gonna be an investment, and you need to invest here in the market. This is your market, then you're gonna focus, you're gonna work hard and invest money for two years, and then you will see the results. That's the second thing, patient, because it's gonna take two years. And third thing, try to get all the help you can get from anywhere that can offer you help. And I'm saying this because uh, Spain has a lot of different organizations that help companies come into the United States. They have ISEX, uh, they have the consulates, uh, they have the Spain U.S. Chamber of Commerce, they have other regional organizations in Spain that help several regions doing business outside Spain. So my advice is don't pick and choose one of them. Yeah, I feel. I also feel that in the U.S. it's more important than anywhere else, uh, especially for one reason. The American market, in my experience, it's really hard to get into, but then they are extremely loyal. They, they will keep coming. Here I feel that they appreciate more the service. They're like, look, if you give me a good product with good service and we have a good relationship, I'm not going to go anywhere for peanuts. About what you said, I totally agree about networking opportunities in the United States. I think networking, it's a powerful tool all around the world, but I agree with you, the United States is a special place, and that is a really powerful tool. Uh, because in, you don't know where you're gonna find your next client, your next partner, your next supplier, or someone that might help you, you know, long in the road. So try to go to events related with your industry of course, but also 
go to other types of events that are not directly related to your business because there you also could find some other people that you might not find in your industry-related events and probably you'll be the only one from your competitors there in that unrelated event. Uh, people here want to enjoy and want to connect and it's very uh, open to learn from every single industry and they are always open to new opportunities and new development and it's crazy. Exactly, that, that's really important. Don't judge and try to meet as many people as possible and in the US they are not shy if they go to an event, the most common thing is that someone that you never know, they look at you and say, hi, how are you? My name is Sean, and I do this and that. What do you do? And, and they expect you to tell them what you do. So you tell them, hey, I'm, I'm this guy, I do this, my company does that. And in those two minutes, at the moment, you know who is the other person, and you see if there are synergies, you can keep talking to them or not. If there's immediate synergies, you can go a little bit deeper, but after five minutes, you change, and you say, okay, good to see you, let's keep in touch, and you go to the next person, and you try to make the most of the time that you spend there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I truly encourage everyone that is willing to come to the U.S. and take it to the U.S. market, to new products, new innovation, and do not hesitate to dream. I, I am a dreamer, you know me, I'm too much of a dreamer many times. I had an idea which was to create stores that were only Riva and only uh, corners, pieces of, of stores that were part of Riva as well, but they were private owned by owners of, of uh, traditional stores. And I said, you know what, let's stop putting a rack with samples and do something more spectacular, like the Apple store and the Apple corners in Best Buy. And I was so afraid to tell it to my team because they are like, We've been doing this the whole, always, how we're going to twist to this. We're going to minimize the amount of customers, but we're going to create relationship of partnership. And I was extremely afraid. I couldn't show it, obviously, but I presented and they were like, let's do it. And I feel that also in the U.S., you have to not be afraid, although it's a huge monster, to not be afraid of thinking outside the box and trying something different. Um, yeah, and, and, and in fact... I remember perfectly when we first met uh, that you mentioned your, your vision of the industry. You told me, oh, we, we do wood flooring, but that's a very traditional industry. I go to different trade shows around the United States, and the companies have been in business for many, many years, and they all do the same, and there's no innovation there. I would like to bring Riva to the next level and make Riva become the apple of the wooden floors. And that resonated in my head for many years. And I always tell that story to other companies and other entrepreneurs that, that stopped by the chamber because you had a clear idea of where you wanted to bring Riva. And that was innovation in all the different aspects of an industry. I think, and also what you say, like you're putting the perfect example because it's so basic. Innovation doesn't have to be doing electrical cars exactly. or SpaceX. Innovation could be as simple as saying, how is the product presented to the end consumer when they receive it? I remember one of the examples that also resonates in my head all the time. It's every single phone company was shipping the phones without battery. So you will get your phone that you just paid a lot of money for it 
you will you will be dying to play with it and it won't have battery so apple said you know what we're gonna put battery in the phones and it revolutionized that industry and that's innovation and it was such basic logical innovation and i believe that riva and the spanish chamber of commerce we have a very basic model which is selling hardwood floors and helping u.s companies uh, um, spanish companies or u.s companies to succeed and we try to innovate in the most basic way and very humbly with a lot of hard work a great team and that's what brought us here and that's what i think that will bring us to a beautiful journey together for many years to come so thank you so much, Juan Carlos. I cannot be happier to have you in my life and in Riva's life. I think that the Spanish Chamber of Commerce help, has helped us and will help us for many, many years. So thank you so much. No, you're welcome. And, and as I said before, we are, we are happy to help. We are passionate about our job. And, and examples like yourself, like Riva, are the best way to show other companies the, the way to go, no? And, and that's the reason why uh, you were <clears throat> featured in, in, our, in, in the first edition of our new digital magazine in, in January, because we wanted to show the world what a company like yourself coming humbly to the United States could achieve so much. I think those stories are great example uh, to other companies and entrepreneurs interested in the United States. I also wanted to share, now that we're talking here, if there is something that you missed in that article that you would like to share with, with, with other entrepreneurs, because the example of companies that succeeded from many different industries plant a seed. Plant a seed in Spain or plant a seed anywhere else and help other people to bring their ideas to life and they give hope. So anything that you might miss that you would like to add there? I would reinforce example? the fact that dreaming is free and do not hesitate to dream big and find your passion. For me, the biggest challenge in the new generations is finding that passion. They believe that that passion is going to come overnight and it's going to be something that shows up on your door or on Instagram or on Facebook. Passion comes from hard work and love and I encourage them to look for it, master whatever they love and innovation is basically mastering something and just trying to make it a little bit better and you're innovating already. So be fearless and just dream high. That would be my best advice. That's good. Fearless, but cautious. Uh, <laughs> well. Fearless with what you dream. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not, do do not put all your money into <laughs> something right away. But no, fearless in the, in the way you dream. And, and Juan Carlos, once again, thank you so, so much for everything, for joining me today here, and for everything that the Spanish Chamber of Commerce is doing for Riva and for every single entrepreneur that is coming through you guys. And thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, and we will keep doing anything we can to help you grow and the rest of the companies from the chamber. Thank you for being a member of the chamber and for your support to this organization and the rest of companies. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Sure.